from the Digital Marketing Masters, Problem Solvers number three. Number Facebook three. ad platform, how far does the rabbit hole go? Reasonably far. Reason- Perfect. Done. Actually, I would say it's unreasonably far, but... Really? It would? Well, (laughs) I want to go into this, but let's do it. So most businesses understand boosting posts on Facebook, right? And most of them know that there are more ad types in Facebook and Instagram, but how complicated does it get and what are they used for? So boosting posts. Boost, everybody understands the basics of boosting posts. I think if you're a business owner at this point, unless, I mean, for some reason you haven't been on Facebook for whatever reason, but boosting a post is where you make a post on Facebook. So you write... You know, um, hey, having a, a two for one slice of pizza all week, right? At my pizza place, and you have a picture of two slices of pizza, and you hit post, and people, some of your people can see it. Not very many, but a few. All right, so they can see your post. Then the boost post button comes up. Mm-hmm. You hit boost post. It gives you a few options of who you can target, like friend, fans of your page, fans and friends of fans of your page. People within X miles right. of your business, right? Just over and, like large scale demographics, right? Right. And how many dollars are you going to spend over how many days? Okay. That's enough. the options for boosting. There are a few other extra options that you can get into. There's like a little kind of advanced targeting section that you can put some, I only want men or I only want women or I want people of a certain age range. Right. Right. Um, and so you can do some targeting in it, but there's way more targeting available in Facebook Ad Manager. And that's where things get a little scary. Yes. So now on Instagram, they're called promoted posts, where if you post a picture with a little, you know, some text after it, mm-hmm. then there's a promoted post button. Um, so it's basically the same thing as a Facebook boost. So when, when is a good time to promote a post or boost a post is it right after i make the post just go ahead and boost it or is it something that maybe i should see if people are engaging with it first and then boost it some people say you should only use ad manager period Mm -hmm. i understand the power of ad manager and all the things that you can do with it i'm still okay with boosting posts it's really fast and i think the time savings is worth not going into ad manager to generate it if you're not familiar with how to use Ad Manager. Okay. There is also an automated system now for Facebook ads that a lot of people may have not seen because it was only recently rolled out. Automatically select and boost the posts that I have that people like. Okay. And you can set a budget. Wow, that's cool. So you can say like, here's a hundred bucks a month and the posts that the most people engage with, Facebook will automatically boost them to an automatically selected audience. Nice. And it's good and bad. The good is it's super easy. The bad is you have no idea who it's targeting or how it's determining that. Oh, wow. And it's kind of the way that advertising is going. Um, Most platforms have an artificial intelligence or a, a deep learning algorithm that's trying to figure out who are the best people to show ads to. Right. The problem is there's lots of exceptions like literally millions of exceptions to the rule, right? So maybe if you're a local business, but you have a specific product you're trying to get to a specific group of people, yeah, automated is not going to work for you. Honestly, I just wouldn't use the automated one. <laughs> just You can yet. boost quick, right? right? 
So a good example is, let's say you're a local business, right? Uh, you have a retail location or a restaurant or something, right? Put up, this is going to be the special for this week or, you know, uh, we have a sale coming up on this or we're doing a sidewalk sale or we're doing markets on Wednesday or Tuesday night or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. You can take those posts, boost them for a buck or two a day, run it for the length of the sale or run it for until the next one's coming up. Maybe you have a product for a certain month or something's like seasonal. Yeah. So let's say strawberries are going to be in season for two months. So you're doing strawberries at your smoothie shop. Then you can have a post where you have, you know, pouring a handful of strawberries into a smoothie in a blender. And you can say, I want to boost this for two bucks a day for 60 days. People who are fans of my of my page and their friends and they live in the same city that my, you know, my juice place is in. So simple boosts like that can really help your engagement. They don't cost much money and they take almost no time to set up. Right. So that's the good part about boosts. All right. And the bad part. The bad part is there is an unbelievable amount of other options that you could be doing that are not available in boosts. Right. And that's where the Facebook ad manager comes in. Yes. Are you ready to stop grinding and start making an impact? Are you tired of working long hours and not growing your business? Get Matt's new book, Flattening the Hamster Wheel, on Amazon now. Just go to hook2.us slash hamster. That's H-O-O-K-T-O dot U-S forward slash H-A-M-S-T-E-R. And, okay, so we talked a little bit about demographics and targeting and stuff like that, right? And being able to get specific can be a great thing. It can also be a really bad thing. Yes. So there is such a thing in in Facebook ad manager and any ad manager where you can be too specific. That happens a lot. So what is the ideal? Because it tells you, right, when you're building, um, yeah, when you're building you an ad out, it'll tell you estimated people, audience size. Right. So where is kind of the sweet spot in that? Because. I've got a product. It's very specific. I know that these are the people that I want to target. So I'm going to dial it down, right? And I get it down to where my ad budget is where I want it to be. And it's going to reach a thousand people. Like that's right? what it says. It's going to reach a thousand, thousand people. is way too small, way too small. And that's because you're being too specific and you're gambling a lot, right? You're gambling right. on the fact that they're going to see your ad. You're gambling. Now, that they're going to stop. Here's the thing. The answer to almost every single advertising question is it depends. Okay, and I know nobody likes to hear that because everybody wants a roadmap that says do this, do this, do this, do this. But everybody's business is different. Everybody customers are different. Everybody's location is different. And all these things matter. Right. Okay. so if I am living in a town with 2000 people in it Mm -hmm. and I have an ice cream shop, 2000 people is a perfect sized audience. Right. Because there's only 2000 people in my town. That's basically everyone. Right. Right. If I'm in a city like New York and my audience targeting size comes down to 2,000 people, and I have an ice cream shop, mm-hmm. that's not a good size audience. Right. I want 2 million, right? Yeah. Or 10 million, right? That might be too big. I mean, it depends. But like I said, everything, it depends. Do you have but also, scale to do Now, let's million? say you're in New York, right, with tons of population in a short, spa- small space, right? right? Like a small geographical area. But I sell... 3D printer specific parts for only two or three models of 3D printers. Right. Do I want everyone in New York to see my ad? No. No. 
I want the 2,000 people who own 3D printers. In New York. Right. Right. So 2,000 in that case is a great audience size. Right. Now, estimated audience size also is every single person with an account that it estimates is in that geographical area. That doesn't mean how often they log into Facebook. Are they on Facebook at the time? It could be Facebook plus Instagram's audience Mm -hmm. combined. Some of those people might overlap. There's all kinds of things in the estimated audience size that can mix it up. Right. So you want to go way bigger than you think you need because the AI's job is to find the right people out of the audience you have selected. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Here's the misconception. If my audience size is 100,000, my ad is going to get shown to 100,000 people. Right. In reality, it's there is 100,000 potential people and the AI is going to pick which of those 100,000 to show it to. That's the difference. Makes sense. Now, we're still just talking about boost posts, which basically the reason you're boosting a post is to reach more people. Mm -hmm. And those are considered reach objective ads. But there's 17 ad objectives right now. There could be more by the time people listen to this. It goes up all the time. Mm -hmm. Another example of an objective instead of reach would be conversions. So that's like, I'm going to show you an ad for your hat. You go on the website, you buy a hat, then that counts as a conversion. Facebook wants to find more people who want to buy this hat. Right. That's a conversion ad. Video views is how many more people can I get to see this video? It's not necessarily, if it's a video of a product and you want people to buy the product, Mm -hmm. that is not the objective of the video, uh, video view. The video view objective is to get more people to watch the video. Right. And you can combine these objectives. So you can say, I want a reach ad that shows everybody the benefit of wearing this type of hat. And then follow that up with a video that shows people a video of all the different ways you can wear this super cool hat. And then a conversion ad to people who have watched those videos at least 50%. And then I want to show them a conversion ad to try and get them to buy the hat. Right. So you can multi-stage your ads. The targeting options are way better than they are in boosting. Um, I can't obviously here, we don't have time to get into all of the different kinds that there is. I think if we were to go over kind of some basic examples of things you could do, if you have one specific product, so say you're a business coach and you help construction companies. Okay. You want to sell your online coaching program. So the first thing you want to do is have a reach ad to every single person who is an employee of a construction company, a head of a construction company, like whatever, every single job title for construction companies that you could find. Yeah. And any employers that are construction companies that are big enough to actually be in the Facebook targeting system, Mm -hmm. which probably not very many, uh, but you put them all into one big audience. Don't put any other targeting, no age targeting, not male, female, anything like that. Just put all of it, right? And you send a reach ad to them because reach ads are cheap. Maybe some kind of content piece about why coaching is important, how coaching can help them with their WIP or maybe their insurance bonding or whatever it is that the construction coaching is for, Uh right? And then you're going to have that reach ad go out and that's going to build a custom audience 
That is, all the people who went to your website to read that content are now an audience called website visitors. Nice. Then you retarget the website visitors with an ad to get them a video that shows an introduction to you and, and your coaching. And now you have anyone who's watched more than a certain percentage of that video, you can pick like 25%, 50%, 75%, 90%. Usually we do 50. Right. Um, so if they watch more than half, you got a pretty good idea that they're interested in the topic. Mm-hmm. Then you send them a conversion ad to try and sell them the coaching program. And then if they don't do that? And if they don't do that, you retarget them. So it's that simple. Just keep showing them. Right. And then you're retargeting also. I mean, you could put a limit on it. Right. Same with your reach ads. You can say, I want to show this ad to people in the construction industry, but I only want to show them a maximum of twice every seven days or once every 15 days or whatever that is. That way they're seeing it. And they're not, but they're not seeing it so much. They're like, what the hell is going on? Right. And it depends what the product is and depends what the time frame is. Yeah. I'm tired of seeing shoe right. ads. Well, that's because we work with a shoe company. Oh. So oh, you get to you. see more ads from them because if you are a fan of a page, you get to, you can see an ad four times a day instead of twice. So you can oh, actually see twice as many. So I see a lot of shoe ads. Yeah. Well, whatever. Maybe. Is it time for you to get new shoes? Uh, no, I just got a couple, a pair. Oh, like, see, a few maybe you're game retargeted. Maybe. <laughs> so let's say you have a business, you sell lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. You have a e-com store, you have 10,000 products. Ooh. Okay. That sounds confusing. So generally your store is going to be themed, right? Like I'm a music shop or I'm a real estate store or, you know, whatever that thing is. Right. Um, let's do hobby shop. Okay. You sell miniatures for games like you know warhammer dungeons and dragons that kind of stuff and trees for and trees and and maybe like model trains who knows yeah you sell miniatures okay, okay. hobby shop miniature store thousands and thousands of SKUs, right mm-hmm. so what you do is you show ads around like how would you use miniatures to build this environment or how do i um, use trees to, you know, put around my train set or whatever those things are, mm-hmm. right? That kind of hobby-based content as reach to get people to the website, get them familiar with your brand. Mm-hmm. And then your conversion ads would be maybe your top sellers, maybe a starter set. Here's how you get started with miniatures or here's how, here's some ways you can use miniatures with your tabletop games, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, stuff around that hobby. And then your retargeting ads, you can set up an automated retargeting ad. It's called a catalog ad. Mm-hmm. And a catalog ad will detect all of the products on your website through the Facebook pixel, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about in a second. And it builds a catalog inside of Facebook Ad Manager of all of your product. If they viewed it or added it to their shopping cart but did not check out, it will show them a retargeting ad with those same products. Nice. And if there's space in the carousel, it will show them more other products. Wow. So you said Facebook Pixel, and not everybody's going to know what that is, just like they're not, not going to know what a, a conversion code is for right. and Google. They're very similar. So the Facebook Pixel is code you put on your website so that Facebook gets a report back from every visitor on your website of where they went to on your website. And they get that information because people are logged in on their browser or on their phone to Facebook usually, correct? Correct. Or kind but they of. don't have to be. Oh, okay. 
Also, there's Facebook analytics. That's a whole nother story. And then the you have events in the Facebook pixel. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of those in like shopping cart systems are already built in, or you can get a plugin for it if it's like WooCommerce or something. But if you're on like Shopify, Big Commerce or something like that, the Facebook pixel is you put in your Facebook pixel ID and it automatically puts in the conversion codes and stuff to report back to Facebook when somebody's purchased something or not purchased something like they've added it to their cart. Oh, okay. Um, the data that the Facebook pixel gives back to ad manager trains the artificial intelligence system to pick better customers Oh, nice! to show the ads to. So now let's go back again once. And I know we're starting to get a little complicated here, but we are talking about how far does the rabbit hole go and it goes pretty far. Right. So let's go back to, uh, I picked a large audience, right? Right. 2 million people is in my potential audience. As I have people that I've shown my ad to and they've started to view products or add them to their cart or make purchases, Facebook finds people demographically similar to those people or people who take similar actions as those people have taken on other websites Mm -hmm. and then shows your ad to them more because it understands that those people are more likely to purchase something. Hmm. And the more conversion data, so the more times people go through your Facebook ad and buy something, the better it trains the algorithm to find more people who will buy something. Hmm. So you're training the algorithm to find the people that you want that will take the action you want them to take. Now let's just clarify. Can you do this on like $2 a day or do you need to be throwing a little bit more at it than something like that? It really is going to depend on your product. $2 a day is not going to get you very far. For a reach ad, like if you're a small local business, you do snow shoveling, dog walking, whatever. You do a buck or two a day on reach ads, you know, or boosts. Mm -hmm. You'll do fine, right? But if you're um, trying to train the algorithm in... You're trying to train the algorithm, you need to do at least 50 sales in one period, which generally is 50 a week or 50 a month, depending upon how you have it set up. Uh-huh. Uh, 50 is what Facebook says. You can train it with a little bit less than that, but the more data you give it, the better it does. Got it. So, like if you are doing, you know, let's say your budget is 3000 bucks a month for your ads. Okay. So you got a hundred bucks a day, um, that hundred bucks a day, let's say on average, you're getting a sale for $10 for your product mm-hmm. and you've got say 20, 30 bucks a markup in your product. So you're doing okay, right? You're making money on that. Right. You're getting three, four times your ad spend. Um, they call that ROAS, return on ad spend. So for every 10 bucks you're spending, you're getting back 40. That would be a four ROAS, four times return on ad spend. Once you do that 50 times, the algorithm has enough data to basically turn on the advanced targeting system and go out and use that data to try and find more people. Okay. It also does a thing called value-based lookalike. Value-based lookalike is where it looks historically at people who've gone to your website and purchased things finds the ones who spent the most money and tries to find people more like the ones who spent the most money first and then kind of goes down the line from there. Well, that sounds fancy. So what you want is to make sure you have the pixel installed, right? Run the ads for the right kind of objective that you're trying to get, Mm -hmm. which for most people is conversions. Right. 
straight up running conversion ads generally is not going to get you a high enough return to make it worth your money unless you have a ton of margin in your product. So you have to have the awareness and you have to solve the problem, solve the emotion. Right. And then, you know, make them aware. Showing someone one ad isn't going to do the deal, right? It's like standing on the side of the road with where you see a sign that says like pumpkin patch. And you might be like, eh, you know, I, I kind of want to go get a pumpkin for Halloween, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's better when you see them and you'll see this all over, especially where we live, right? Because there's lots of pumpkin farms and shit, right? Yeah, we got roll-off farms up the road. So they have a sign, pumpkin patch, one mile. We have bouncy castle for the kids, rah, 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 right? It's like add, 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 add. It's like sign, 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 sign yeah. down the side of the road. Coming up half a mile, coming up quarter mile, and then turn here for the pumpkin patch. And by the time you get there, you've had lots of time to think about if you want to go there. And, oh, they have a bouncy castle. And, oh, they said they have public restrooms. And my kid needs to go pee and whatever, right? right. And make them aware of your product, mm-hmm. right? And I think, well, if you, if you step back a little bit from it, most people who tell you that Facebook, book, uh, sorry, Facebook ads don't work is because all they did was they said, here is my product, here's the benefit of my product, here's a picture of my product, would you like to buy it? Right. Are people aware of the problem that my product solves, first off? And then, are they aware that there is a solution? Are they aware of my solution, Mm -hmm. right? And then ask them to purchase it if they are interested or have shown interest in it. So it's like dating. Try not to skip any steps. That's right. You don't want to skip any steps. You don't go like, you're really attractive. Uh, would you like to go get married? There needs to be like some steps in the middle there. Like right. have a conversation, maybe go out for coffee or something, right? Go on a couple dates and then date for a little while. And I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that need to happen before you jump, at least for most people, from right. introduction to marriage. Mm-hmm. Sure. Somebody is going to give you like the one off example, like, yeah, well, I ran an ad and and I got six sales like right away. Okay. So you grab the low hanging fruit. Congratulations. Right. But how are you going to scale that? Right. Scale is for a whole nother episode. But anyways, I think that's probably enough of a primer Mm -hmm. on how complicated Facebook ads can get. Right. Um, Like I said. There's nothing wrong with boosting if you're using it for the right thing. If you're trying to sell products or services online, then you need to get into Ad Manager and you need to have multiple steps to how you manage that conversion with the customer. You need multiple touch points. You need to make sure that they're problem aware, solution aware, and you need to make sure that you're not jumping the gun and going from introduction to marriage in one step. Awesome. Well, thanks, Matt. No problem. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Are you ready to stop grinding and start making an impact? Are you tired of working long hours and not growing your business? Get Matt's new book, Flattening the Hamster Wheel, on Amazon now. Just go to hook2.us slash hamster. 
That's H-O-O-K-T-O dot U-S forward slash H-A-M-S-T-E-R.